We are so thankful that you are here. You have come to the Tree of Life Church at a momentous time. We're, of course, coming out of a very unique year that the whole world has faced, and God has been good to us. He has been faithful to us. He has provided every step of the way. And uh, we are in the process of the Ready Now Giving campaign. And we are looking to the very near future to launch the construction of our new worship center this spring. Hallelujah. This spring, 2021. Glory to God. And uh, we're in March already, and we're going to launch this in the spring of 2021. So in the next month, month and a half, we're going to be initiating the construction of the worship center. We have been preparing and planning to build. Amen and glory to God for this wonderful development. If we could throw a figure on the screen here that I want to share with you. Uh, We have raised $2,926,711.26. Glory to God. You know, the Bible said to clap your hands and shout. I think we ought to do that. We ought to clap our hands and throw our head back and say, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As you can see, we are nearing the $3 million mark. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Tree of Life Church. And we still have work to do. We're trying to reach our goal of $3.5 million. I'm believing for miracle offerings that are going to be given in the next little while. And I'm believing for it in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a season of sacrificial giving. It's a monumental task, one that we have been planning for and preparing for, that we have responded to. And God has provided for us, and he has blessed us every step of the way. And we thank the Lord for it. I'm reading this morning from the book of Job, chapter 14. I want to continue in this season to keep our eyes focused upon the work God has called us to do. We've been focused, but there has been an intense focus of late upon this great work, a great work that the Lord has called us to lay our hand to accomplish. Job chapter 14, verse 14 says this, If a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. If a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. And I want to speak to you for a few moments on this subject, our appointed time. Our appointed time. One more, one more time. Can we lift up our voices and ask God's blessing upon the preaching of his word? Lord, I thank you for every soul that is gathered in this place. I thank you, Lord, for every individual that was able to wake up this morning and come to the house of God. And for those who are tuning in right now, God, we pray a special blessing upon your people. And I pray in Jesus' name that the great revival of this last day harvest, hallelujah, open up the windows of heaven over this city and let the great name of Jesus and the power of your precious blood and the wind of your Holy Spirit move, I pray in Jesus' name. God, we want to be a part of what you're doing. Lord, if you can use anything, use us. Hallelujah. Take our hands and our feet and our voice 
And let us speak, Lord, and do, Lord, as you have anointed us to do. We give you the praise for it. And we ask your anointing upon the preaching of the word of God this morning. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Job, in this verse of Scripture, asks a question. If a man die, shall he live again? Now, this question, I will submit to you, is, is somewhat of a rhetorical question. Job knows the answer to this question. He's asking the question to, to cause our minds to wrap themselves around the truth of the answer to this question. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Now you must understand that Job knew and understood the fact that there is a resurrection of the dead. And Job had to consider this concept of resurrection more than at any other time in his life as he pondered what he had been facing. Job had been facing such a difficult, challenging series of trials in life. So difficult and challenging were the trials of Job that he asked the question on a number of occasions spoke about the day of his birth, spoke about the day of his death. He asked the question, why was I even born? One place he said, cursed be the day wherein I was born because life had become so difficult to handle. This was not the first time that Job talked about the resurrection. In Job chapter 19, verse 25, he said, I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. Job was forced to face the question, if a man die... Shall he live again? He was forced to ask the question, what's going to happen to me when this thing is all over? Because every day he faced death. He faced the death of his own children. He faced the terminal situation of his own physical decline in health. And he was continually encountering on a daily basis the prospect that he may very well die. And so when he looked at this, he had to say, I know that my Redeemer liveth. When he would wake up in the morning, he would remind himself, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Hallelujah. I may be in pain. I may be experiencing sorrow. I may be experiencing the pain of this life, but I know one thing for certain. My Redeemer liveth. And not only does my Redeemer live, but 
He shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a series of difficult days, you have to remind yourself about the latter day. You have to remind yourself that there is an end to all of this that is glorious and wonderful. And that it does not conclude with me being in pain, with me being stricken, with me being sorrowful. But my Redeemer is alive and he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. He went on to say, and though after my skin worms shall destroy this body, after this body has decayed in the grave, after this vessel that has carried my soul is no longer able to do so and is completely and thoroughly dead, after all of that, after the skin worms have destroyed this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. He's talking about the resurrection. He is saying that after the skin worms have destroyed this body, this flesh shall be quickened again. It shall be restored again from a corruptible body to an incorruptible body, from a mortal body to an immortal body. He's saying, I in my flesh shall see God and I shall see him for myself. And mine eyes shall behold him and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. And he's talking about this decay and the breaking down of this body. How that it will absolutely fade and falter into the ground. But I know for a certainty that my Redeemer liveth. That he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. That after the skin worms have destroyed this body... I shall see my Redeemer. Mine eyes shall behold him. Job understood this and he reminded himself of this over and over throughout the difficult trial of his life. He would remind himself that when a man dies, he shall live again. When a man dies, he shall live again. When he would wake up with leprosy and lesions on his body, when a man dies, he shall live again. When a man dies, he shall live again. He understood the power of the resurrection. And I want you to know that the resurrection is what we are all here for. We're not here just to feel good right now. We are here about the life that is to come. We are here because when this life is over, there's a land on God's celestial shore where time shall be no more. Hallelujah, when the roll is called up yonder, I will be there. We are talking about what is to come. Hallelujah. Paul said this body is sown in dishonor, but it is raised in honor. He is talking about the dishonor of death. The, the, the lack of dignity involved in the body breaking down and losing its ability to function. It's sown in dishonor. But don't be afraid and don't be discouraged because it, it may be sown in dishonor, but it shall be raised in honor. 
Oh, hallelujah. The apostle Paul explained to us the power of the resurrection. And he warned us not to believe those who decry the resurrection or try to denounce its truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12, Paul says to the Corinthian church, If Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. You, he's telling us that our ability to rise from the dead is tethered to the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not going to wait till Easter Sunday to preach the resurrection. We don't wait to certain holidays to preach the truth. This is the truth every day of the year. This is the truth every moment of our life. He has risen from the dead. He is alive even forevermore. He has triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. That is our hope. That is our faith. That is the God we serve. Praise God. He said, if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now, oh hallelujah, I wish I could preach a little while on that word now. But now, I don't know where you are right now, but I'll tell you this. Now is Christ risen from the dead. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I'm going to speak to it right now. Now is Christ risen from the dead. Hallelujah. Now, in the middle of your turmoil, in the middle of your confusion, in the middle of your sadness, your sickness, and your sorrow, now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Just as there is a first fruits in the harvest season, a first fruits that comes forth, giving an indicator of what is to come later in the harvest season. The same is true of the resurrection. Jesus Christ is the first fruits. He is that first resurrection that took place when he came forth from the grave. He is the first fruits of the resurrection. Oh, but there is a harvest coming. It was only an indicator of what is to come. I want you to know that they that are dead in Christ shall rise up to be caught with him in the clouds in the air. I want you to know that those that are asleep in Jesus are going to rise from the dead and live with him forevermore. 
That includes you. That includes me. That's why we preach repentance, turning away from one's sin. That's why we preach baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For the remission of sins. Glory to God. Baptized in that precious name. That name that has power over death. That name that has power over hell. That name that has power over the grave. That name. That precious name. That wonderful name, that name that is a strong tower, that name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, that name to which every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, we are baptized into that name. That is the name of the resurrection. That is the name that has authority over death. And when I'm baptized into that name, I'm baptized into that body. And that body already rose from the dead. So that when this body is sown in dishonor, and should the Lord tarry, it will be. Just as every person's body is sown in dishonor, but it will be raised in honor. Hallelujah. In the glorious resurrection, now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. This is the hope of Job when he said, If a man die, shall he live again? This was the hope of Job when he said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand on the latter day upon the earth, and after the skin worms have destroyed my body, I shall see him in the flesh. And mine eyes shall behold him and not another. Hallelujah. Though my reins be consumed within me. Glory to God. This is the hope of the believer. And this is how Job encouraged himself in the Lord. This is how Martha encouraged herself when tragically Lazarus died. Her brother, the friend of Jesus Lazarus died. Jesus waited multiple days. Inexplicably, he waited multiple days. And they did not know why he was waiting. He knew why he was waiting. We don't know why God does what God does, but God knows why he does what he does. Can I tell somebody once again, his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And if you'll trust him by and by, it'll all make sense. I said, if you'll trust him, one of these days it will all make sense. You'll look back over your life and you'll think things over. And you'll truly say that you've been blessed. You've got a testimony. You'll recall and remember, hallelujah, what the Lord did when he did it. You'll say, it didn't make sense to me at that time. But glory to God and thanks be unto the Lord. Because he had a plan the whole time. Hallelujah. Martha came bounding out of the house to see Jesus when Jesus arrived. And she said to him, if you would have been here, my brother would still be alive. And Jesus said to her, your brother shall live again. Martha, Martha did not disbelieve that. She responded quickly with this statement. I know he's going to live again in the resurrection. 
She believed in the resurrection. She knew that the resurrection was a promise for those who trust in him, who have turned from their wicked ways, who are buried with him. Hallelujah. She knew in the power and understood and believed in the power of the resurrection. Jesus had to explain to her, no, 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 no. The resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is not a place in time. But I am the resurrection. And I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. I want to encourage somebody today in this moment. Put your trust in the Lord. Lay aside every weight and sin that doth so easily beset you. Trust in his mighty name. Surrender your heart today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Surrender your heart today to God and to his will. Hallelujah, because there is a glorious hope of the resurrection to come. And here Job is covered with sickness, covered with sores, covered with, with all sorts of evidence of trial and suffering, sadness and sorrow. And he is explaining, listen, I'm hoping for the fact that when I die, I shall live again. If a man die, shall he live again? And then he said, all the days... Of my appointed time, hallelujah, will I wait till my change come. So the first half of this verse of scripture, Job is, is asking a rhetorical question where he says, listen, listen, I'm not worried about death like I used to worry about death. When you've gone through what I've gone through, you know death can come and when you least expect it. When you go through what I've gone through, you know that life is but a vapor. You know that life can be so fragile. You know that this fallen, mortal, corruptible body can be so fragile. But I have hope that if a man die, he shall live again. But then the second half of the verse, he goes on to say, All the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait till my change come. In other words, I know there's a resurrection. I know that when I die, that's not the end of the story. I put my hope in the Almighty. I'm putting my trust in His Holy Word. But, but I have an appointed time. There are appointed days in my life. And it's not over till it's over. I've got time on this earth. And while I've got time on this earth, if you think that I'm going to waste that time worrying, you've got another thing coming. All the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait till my change come. It hasn't come yet, but it's coming one day. Until it does, I'm going to put my hand to the plow until it comes. I'm going to set my mind to what God has called me to do. Until that moment arrives, you're not going to find me weeping and worrying and fretting and anxious. I've got a time appointed by God to do a work on this earth, and I'm going to do what he called me to do. 
Oh, hallelujah. Yes, you're right. Life is but a vapor. Yes, you're right. We don't have a long time on this earth. It just goes like that. Somebody said, don't blink. I've heard people say it's like the snap of a finger. It just comes and it goes so, so quickly. And it is a, it is a, a, a frightening thing sometimes. Days can feel like eternity and years can seem like the blinking of an eye. And you wonder where the time went. Paul said, redeem the time because the days are evil. We know that there is an appointment for each and every person. It is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. There is an appointment you and I have and none of us know when that appointment will come. Don't waste time sowing wild oats. Don't waste time on things that are temporal. Don't waste time on things that will not last for eternity. Hallelujah. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth before the evil days draw nigh when the strong men begin to bow themselves and the grinding of your teeth it's fewer and fewer. Don't wait till the day when the sound of the music is low. Don't wait for the day when the almond tree shall flourish. Remember right now the day of your youth, your creator. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. This is the time to serve the Lord. What are you waiting for? This is the time to worship his name. This is the hour to give him all your praise. This is the time to thrust yourself into the call and the anointing of God upon your life. Oh, hallelujah. Every one of us have an appointment on the calendar and none of us know when that appointment will be. It's a date. It's a time that none of us know. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. But we understand that it is appointed unto us. There is a time appointed on earth. And, and, and then when that time on earth is over, then there's no more access to this earth in this setting. We will have to wait till our change come for this corruptible to be changed to incorruption. Hallelujah. But I have an appointed time right now. I'm alive. I have breath in my body. I have strength in my members. Don't be like the foolish rich man who said, I'm going to build bigger barns and bigger barns and bigger barns and get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier and hoard all of my riches for myself. And the Lord called him out and said, Thou fool, you don't even know it, but today your soul is required of you. And what now with all of your barns and plenty and wealth and bounty? What now? It doesn't, it doesn't do you any good. Only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for the Lord is going to stand the test and the time. Hear what I'm telling you today. If you've got strength in your body, give it to the Lord. If you've got breath in your lungs, give it to the Lord. If you've got health, give it to the Lord. Spend yourself and be spent for the glory and the power of Almighty God. This is our appointed time. 
What are you making of your appointed time? What are you doing with this allotment of time that you have on this earth? Jesus had an allotment of time. He had 33 and a half years. And look what he did with those 33 and a half years. And really only three and a half were spent in active ministry as he waited until he was 30, the age of the priestly anointing and activity. And he enters into three and a half years of such absolutely glorious ministry that the Bible said that if the books were written of every work that he did, the whole world is not big enough to contain the amount of work Jesus did while he was on the earth. That is a shocking thing to hear because I've done less in 41 years than he did in three and a half years. But it matters what you're doing with your time. It matters how you're handling this appointment and allotment of time. We don't know how long it is, but we have it right now. I'm going to touch somebody's life. I'm going to reach somebody. I'm going to bless the kingdom of God. I'm going to do what the Lord has called me to do. Hallelujah. I'm not wasting this moment. Glory to God. Glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost. Because ladies and gentlemen, we have an appointed time right now. God has called us to build this worship center in the middle of a turbulent time. You think these are easy times? You think this is an easy moment? No, no, no. But we're anointed for this day. We're anointed for this task. I don't know why God called us. Why he put us together. Why he called us from wherever we were and gathered us into this place and focused our energies and our efforts and our minds on reaching this city. But he did just that. And I'm not wasting this moment. I'm stepping into the anointing and the providence of God to do what he called us and anointed us to do. Oh, hallelujah. This is our hour. This is our moment. This is our day. This is our appointed time. Glory to God. I remember when we were going through the, the, the battle of trying to get the permit. And the stress was building. The stress was, was severe. And there were so many obstacles. And I remember saying to my brother, I said to my brother, listen. I said, this is stressful. I was on the phone with him. And he was listening to me kind of, kind of uh, uh, complain may not be the right word. I don't know what is the right word. Maybe it's complain. And I just said, man, this is challenging. And I made the statement. I said, it's a good thing I'm young. Now, that's relatively speaking, understand. I said, it's a good thing I'm young because this is a challenge. And he said to me, he said, it's absolutely a challenge. And it, and it is happening while you're young for a reason. This is what you spend your life on. This is what you spend your energy on. Hallelujah. You've got health? Give it to the kingdom of God. You've got energy? Give it to the kingdom of God. 
I don't know how long the prime of my life will last. I don't know how long the health of my body will last. But if I've got it right now, I'm going to give it to Jesus. I don't know how long. I don't know how long I'm going to live in this moment. But I've got this moment right now. And I'm going to put the pedal to the metal and say we're going to build something that generations can rise up and worship God and bring loved ones to the house of God and bring family and friends and the sick and the afflicted and the broken and the maligned. Bring them to the house of God. We are here for the healing of the nations. We don't have time to wait to fulfill that. We have to do it right now. All the days of my appointed time. Not one day goes to waste. All the days. Every single day. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All the days of my appointed time. I'm going to give it to God. Until my change come. It's not here yet. It'll come. But it'll come when it comes. I've got work to do right now. I've got a job to do right now. Daniel, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, these great prophets all arrived on the scene at the same time. Their prophecies were occurring simultaneous to the others. And they were prophesying to Israel at such a critical time. They varied in age. Jeremiah was older. Daniel was younger. But they were on the scene at the same time. That's what's happening at Tree of Life Church. We've got elders and we've got younger. We've got people that vary in age. Hear me. But we are all a part of one generation. A chosen generation. God has chosen us to fulfill this task. God has called us to do this work. And we can't shirk the duty. Thank you for your giving to the matters pertaining to the kingdom of God. Joseph and Mary found Jesus in the temple. And they said, what are you doing? You're only 12 years of age. He said, wist ye not that I must be about my father's business. Hear me, Tree of Life Church. Don't you know? We must be about our father's business. What are you doing, pastor, trying to build a new worship center in the middle of a global pandemic? Don't you know we've got to be about our father's business? What are you doing trying to go forward when the whole world is trying to pull back? Don't you know that the work of God must be done? Our father has business to achieve. Oh, the devil would love it. The devil tried it, but it didn't work. He tried to shut the church down, but the church is alive and well. He tried to shut the saints up, but the redeemed of the Lord are saying so. Hallelujah. He tried to cripple God's people, but the people of God are dancing and leaping for joy, running through a troop, leaping over a wall. This is our time. This is our hour. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. None of us like what 2020 was, but we're not in 2020 anymore. 2020 is a memory. It was a thing we went through. Hallelujah. We're in a new day. Oh, hallelujah. We're in an appointed time. 
we're in a day that the Lord has made. He brought me here for this purpose. He brought you here for this purpose. We've got to put our hand to the plow and do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. Nehemiah and Ezra, two men from different backgrounds, both from varying spe uh, specters, uh, specters of, the, of the Babylonian captivity. And when, and when Nehemiah and Ezra come on the scene, they join arms because they had a work to do. They had to build the wall, the wall around Jerusalem, rebuild the wall. Hallelujah. Zechariah shows up on the scene. He has a work to do. He's got to prophesy about the rebuilding of the temple. Zerubbabel comes onto the scene. He's the one that's going to build the temple. Joshua the high priest shows up onto the scene. All of these people have an appointment in time. They're called from wherever they were to lend their health and their wealth and their strength and their energy to the task at hand. Hallelujah. God has called me from where I was to this moment, to to this hour, to this time, in all the days of my appointed time, will I wait till my change come? It doesn't make any sense to us when someone we love passes away. I've never heard anybody say this makes perfect sense. The closest anybody's ever come is maybe if they say they lived a good long life. But, but it's never easy. For that moment to arrive when the time on earth is over. But there's a certain peace that comes to a soul when they know they have given everything to God. And they are now ready. The Apostle Paul said it so well. He said, I am now ready to be offered. Oh, hallelujah. For the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. And henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Not to me only, but to all them who love his appearing. I'm so thankful he could come to that place. After he was beaten, after he was left in the sea days and nights in the deep, after he was bit by vipers, after he was wounded by his own brethren, after he was betrayed, after he was stricken, after he went through so many difficulties and trials, cast down but not destroyed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not forsaken, this man finally, when it was the appointed time, Time was complete. He said, I'm now ready. I'm now ready. Hallelujah. Because the appointed time I had, in that time I fought a good fight. Within that time I kept the faith. Within that appointment of time, that allotment of time I had on earth, I, I finished my course. And, and there's a crown of righteousness waiting on me. Tree of Life Church, we have come to a moment where we are to finish a course where we are to fight a good fight, 
we're in the thrust and the throes of one of the greatest fights we've ever been involved with. Hallelujah. And I feel the wind of God at our back. Hallelujah. I feel the grace of God upon our endeavors. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon every work that we do and every word that we speak. Hallelujah. I can hear Mordecai say to Esther the queen as that young lady faced with an impossible task of stepping way, way, way outside of her comfort zone and into the throne room of the king uninvited, unannounced, certainly risking her life. And she said, I don't know if I can do that. And Mordecai said, who knows? But whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this, this is the thing. None of it made sense. None of it made sense. She didn't know why she was taken from her family. She didn't know why her name was changed. She didn't know why the king had, had hand-picked her, hand-selected her. She didn't know why she had to drop everything she had in her life and go forward into a life that made no sense whatsoever. All of it was confusing. All of it left her dazed and confused but Mordecai comes in and says I, I, I haven't understood it either but I know there's a need in our land I know that our people need salvation and, and you know what I think I think this time has come for you to step into an anointed and appointed role to do something only you have been positioned to do that's where we are right now this is our appointed time. Somebody lift your hands and receive it in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why I say God's going to move on your heart to give something sacrificially. Hallelujah. That you've never dreamed you would give. God's going to move on your soul to say, Lord, what are you asking of me? What are you requiring of me? Because he's anointed you and he's appointed you for this hour, for this time, for this season. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I need a believer to stand with me right now with uplifted hands and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for bringing me to this moment, for appointing me in this season. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I can't wait for Jesus to come back. But he said, occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. I can't wait for the, for the eastern sky to split wide open and for Jesus to come riding in on a white horse. Hallelujah. His name, true and faithful, a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. I can't wait for the Lord to return. But until he does, we've got work to do. Until he does, we've got messages to preach. Until he does, we've got prayers to pray. Until he does, we've got souls to minister to. Until he does, we've got a worship center to build. Until he does, we've got an appointed time to do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands to him right now. The Lord wants to speak to you. He wants to minister to you. This is an appointed time. This is an appointed season. This is a season of your life that God has brought to this moment. Hallelujah. You're about to be part of something so wonderful, so beautiful. Hallelujah. 
Can you let your vision, can you let your vision go to that place? Can you just close your eyes and stand with me in that new worship center? 1,000 seats available, 999 besides the one you're sitting in. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Thank Him. Thank Him for every soul that's going to fill those seats. Thank Him for every soul that's going to fill those seats. <laughs> Jesus, have mercy. You know why we can't have two, one service right now? Because we don't have the room for everybody to come into one service. You know what it was like before, before we had to go to two services? We, didn't, we weren't worried about respiratory droplets. We're shoulder to shoulder. I still love that. I'm ready to be shoulder to shoulder again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lifting up holy hands. Without wrath, without doubting, people who are suffering, finding salvation. People who are broken, being healed and restored. People whose, whose lives have been shattered, finding hope in Jesus. If you believe for it, could you just praise him with me right now? Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My Lord, have mercy. Lord, send down the rain. Send down the rain. Lord, send your blessing right now. Send your blessing right now. Send your blessing right now. There are miracles happening in our midst right now. There are miracles happening in our midst right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. There are miracle offerings that are coming into the Tree of Life Church that are going to position us in the greatest way possible to build this worship center. If you believe that with me, I want you to receive it right now and just say, Lord, I receive it and I believe it and I trust in your holy word. Come on, lift up a praise unto God right now. Lift up a praise unto God right now. I'm here for it. There are blessings coming and I'm here for it. There are lives going to be changed and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to sing and give God the praise. But while we do, I want you to think of the most impossible circumstance you're facing. And I want you to bring it to God in faith believing that he's going to restore and he's going to redeem. Hallelujah. That he's going to heal and that he's going to set free. I want you to bring the most impossible. In the name of Jesus, I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying right now. I want you to bring that thing you never thought you'd see happen. That loved one praying through. That loved one coming to God. That sickness being healed. That, that crisis being remedied. I want you to bring that to God right now and say, Lord, I believe I'm anointed and appointed in this season. And I have faith. I have faith for what you're going to do. Come on, right now, in the name of Jesus, just bring it to God. Bring it to God. Bring it to God. Bring it to God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to sing unto the Lord. And I want you to bring it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. In the name of Jesus. 
Come on, that's it. Just step into the glory of God in this moment, in this hour, at this time. This appointed time. This appointed time. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I give myself away so you can Give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Here I am. Here I stand. My life is in your hands. Myself away. myself away so myself away yes give myself away so you can use me hallelujah here I stand Lord my life is in your hand and say it. Open up your mouth and tell him, I give myself away. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. 
I am. And here. 